Welcome back to Let's Open the Bible. It's your boys, Gavin and Russ, coming back to you today. Hello, Gavin. Hello, Russ. Trying to change my uh, my tone there a little always. bit. Yeah. You you always change the introduction. It always throws me off. I don't want to. I don't want to put people to sleep. I do that on Sundays. <laughs> You're a turd. Uh, listener, thanks for joining us today. Uh, we took a day off yesterday, if you noticed, uh, but we're back and we're better than ever today. Such, such a low standard. Better than ever is really, yeah, Not a, don't expect much. Shooting for the moon, baby. Yeah. Shoot uh, for the moon, joined up among the stars. Is that what they say? Uh, something like that. Yeah. So today, listener, if you want to open your Bible to, with us to Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, I'm going to ask Gavin to read that, and I'm going to open us with a word of prayer. How's that sound? That sounds perfect. Perfect. Lord, we thank you for today. Father, as Gavin and I have been able to just uh, meet and kind of catch up uh, and just share in a good conversation, Lord, as we open your word, I, I pray that this uh, time that we spend, these next few moments, um, Lord, would be fruitful and edifying. Lord, ultimately, that from this conversation, you would be glorified and praised. And so, Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for your love and grace. But most of all, thank you for Jesus and for his shed blood and all that that means. Uh, for those who would believe in him by your grace. And so we love you and we praise you and we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. So uh, we are speaking about God the Creator, uh, and we're, uh, today we will be emphasizing the, the creative work of God the Son. So God the Father, God the Holy, uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three in one. They are the, uh, there are three persons in the one true and living God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, uh, they are the same in substance, equal in power and glory, and distinct in persons. So uh, th that's a little background to what we're going to talk about today, because we're going to talk about God Creator. So this is G about Jesus in Colossians 1, verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, meaning preeminent, not that he was born in terms of he was created. He, Jesus is not a created being. In fact, the next verse kind of explains that. For by him all things were created, because he's not created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. So you want to give the background of what we're going to talk about today? I'm going to let you roll with it. Okay. You're on so, a roll. All right. So we were, we're going to talk about um, kind of one way, a way of presenting the gospel. The gospel never changes, but the way that is it is presented, the gospel, the saving gospel, um, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of, of Christ or God, depending on the version that you use, or, you know, there's another passage that says, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. So we're going to talk about the gospel and we're going to do it in a way of presenting it, which is, um, you know, again, the gospel never changes the way of presenting it does. So we're just going to use this kind of outline, God, man, Christ response, God, man, Christ response. Today, all we're going to talk about is, is just God. Um, and we're going to just briefly talk about three um, aspects of God that are very important to understand as, as we present the gospel to people. One, God is creator. God is creator. So that's what we talked about in Colossians 1.16. By him, all things were created. Uh, and, and many theologians believe that he created ex nihilo, which is from nothing. You, you, you know that illustration, right, that they, you know, one day the scientists got a little hitch in their giddy up and they said they would challenge God, you know, we're going to show you that we're just like you, we can create. And God said, you know, in this, this proverbial 
commentary on creation. God said, all right, sure. Um, you know, and, and so you, you get your stuff together and we'll get our stuff together. And the scientists said, okay. And they, 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 they gather together and they bring forth stuff. And he says, oh, no, 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 no. That's my stuff. Yeah, get your own stuff. Get your own stuff. Well, no one can create from nothing save God himself. So ex nihilo is from nothing. God created. So everything that is in, in, in existence, God spoke into existence. He created it. Matter did not exist. Right. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, one, God is creator. So Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Everything that has ever come into existence has been created by the Godhead, right? God himself created all things. So he is creator. That gives him authority and pro, uh, uh, providence and sovereignty over all things, right? Thus saith the Lord, God spoke and things came into existence. Thus saith the Lord, things obey. It's pretty incredible when you think about that. Beyond our understanding. Yeah. I like how you're not going to let that pass by. You're not just going to go, okay, God created, let's move on. And no, pause I, for a moment and think it's impossible for us to comprehend what that means. I mean, I was just sitting here thinking, you know, trying to get my head wrapped around nothingness. And from nothingness, God speaks. Right. And from nothingness becomes something. Well, if you read uh, Augustine's Confessions, he talks about like God spoke all matter into into existence in a moment, and but it was it was void and without form, and we and we cannot comprehend what that means. But that suddenly things existed, whereas they did not exist. Time wasn't even I, you know I go so far as to say, and this is not directly from Scripture, but I go so far as to say that the time wasn't even linear. I mean, it wasn't like cause and effect. It was just it, God is, and there, yeah, there there was no time, right. Because there is no time in eternity. Right. So when God spoke, part of the creation is time. Yeah. In the beginning, well, that that, that assumes a starting point for time from from this moment on. So so again, the the, the self-existence and aseity of God, right? So from self, but God is not from self in that he created himself. He is from self in that he has always been. Yeah, he needs nothing for life. Yeah. He is life. What, what we call ontologically, in his essence, in his being, he is, yeah, he is life. He is, he is. I mean, isn't that what he says? Yeah. I'm going to go I back to, yeah, to, to, to Moses. He says, I'm going to go back to the children of Jacob. Give me something to say. Who, who sent me? And I am. You, you, we cannot wrap our minds around I am. And so like one pastor said that when he, he read those verses, he, he wept. When he, when he started to contemplate, and again, this is simply scratching the surface of the existence of God, he wept at that majesty. Hmm. So I love that. He, he doesn't ask our permission for anything he is. And and again, the 10 commandments I've said this before are not him going, "Hey, let's write a few funny rules down." They are just an an overflow of who God is. So again, we don't lie why cuz God is not a liar. We don't murder why cuz God is not a murderer. Now you get some atheists that say, "Oh no, God murdered X Y, you know, and the, you know, all the Amalekites or something like that in, in the first Samuel 15, you know, passage. Well, well no, that's that's called justice. You know, and, and again, I, I hope we've explained that enough, but we can do it some other time if we haven't. So God is creator. Anything else you want to add to that? Uh, it really is overwhelming. Okay, I'll give you the next component. I don't want to say that. God is not made up of parts. We believe in the simplicity of God. So another attribute That's of partiality. God. Yes, <laughs> Patrick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got Voltron. the Voltron. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. So uh, Voltron is, oh, God is made up of parts. Yeah. And in fact, it's addressing the Trinity. Partiality is uh, partialism is uh, partialism is is made up the, the Trinitarian idea that God is made up of parts. So 
so the God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they're not three in one, they're three parts of one being, and that's not a, view, a good view of the Trinity. All right, so God is love, right? Not in parts, but God is. You know, again, God is not made up part love, part this. And and until you start meditating on this, this is a difficult concept that God is not made up of parts. It's a very difficult concept. It is. It's called the simplicity of God. In fact, we tend to make God of the Old Testament very different from God of the New Testament. As if they're two separate gods. As if they're two separate gods or, or you know, one God manifests himself uh, with these attributes. and another, No, God is. He, he is all of those things. Always, his love doesn't ebb and flow. It is perfect. It is always um, so. Let's just read some of these these uh, verses. Uh, is this where we were going to go tomorrow, or we were just going to? I think we were going to cover God today or God tomorrow. We're covering God today, and then and we'll cover God tomorrow. Tomorrow. Why don't we do man tomorrow? Maybe I don't know. Works for me. <laughs> All right, God today, God man Christ response is just one way of presenting the gospel. Um, all right, so God is love. So God is creator. That gives him authority over all things. He has authority, but as creator, we recognize that authority, right? So, and then God is love. 1 John 4, 16, God is love. 1 John 4, 8, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love, all right? So you cannot be a child of God without uh, exercising and expressing love, the love of God uh, in some way. And that's it won't why be perfect. Go ahead. First Corinthians thirteen says, you know, if we do whatever it is we do without love, we're just making noise, because God is love. Right. Well, and it's the same idea. You know, uh, that which does not proceed from faith is is sin, be- because if if you say, oh, I'm doing these great and wonderful things, if it doesn't flow from love, if it doesn't ultimately flow from God, and I'm one that believes that that you, this is going to be controversial, and, and it does take some work. I do believe that you cannot love unless you're saved. And I think the distinctive there is genuine love, which is always of God. For God is love. It is what is the fruit of the spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. So, goodness, so the first one in that list of singular list, like the the fruit of the spirit, is so collectively they're a singular thing. But is is love, joy? So the first in that list is love. And then in First Corinthians thirteen, the greatest of these is love. Yeah, sure. So so uh, again. <clears throat> um, and I do not like, and maybe we'll get into this part of the the impassibility and simplicity and immutability of God. You can look those up. I'm not going to explain them right now. But is that um, there's a song that says this one thing remains, love, right? This one thing remains of God. That is not true. It's not biblical. It's not. I do not like that at all. That that song. You don't play that for an offering hymn? No. This one thing remains, love, no. Mm. And I've said that. If you took a wicked person. If you took a wicked person and I said, "Hey Russ, um, who's g- give me a wicked person?" Me. <laughs> Good deal. Give me another wicked person. You. All right. <laughs> if I said, "Hey Russ, I love you," you would say, "So what?" You know, it's that, that's not that impressive, and and it works a little better when you use like Stalin. Oh. But you're right. Oh. <laughs> I, I forgot we're above reproach. <laughs> no, absolutely not. We are, look. Both of us look like we're going to speak ex cathedra. We're going to pontificate like a oh. pontiff. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, all right. Um, but, but if I say, Hey, Stalin loves you, you go, so what? I don't even want that because you've, you've isolated, which is disingenuous love. I know I don't want to double back, uh, you know, I don't want to step back on that one. I don't want to like, 
So he, it's not genuine love. But if I told you that this love is from, no, it's the wholeness of God, the, 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 the holiness of God where love becomes really, really meaningful. Hmm. So um, where were we going with all of that? Well, you said God is love. Okay. Yeah. By him, all things were created that are in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. Right. And so you have God, the creator, everything created through him and for him, and uh, and that he created all. Uh, and then you go, okay, and, and he is love and loving uh, to his to his creation. You know, he makes the sun come up on the righteous and the unrighteous and the rain falls on the just and the unjust and uh, alike. God, that is a loving heavenly father. Every breath we take is a gift from God, an act of grace. Uh, so so he, he, um, he is love. His and mercies he, are new every morning. Yep, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. All right. Lastly, so God is creator with authority. God is love, loves. And then God is holy. And Amen. That's where, that's where our problem comes in. It's not God's problem. God created the world with purpose, and it's a plan that he established before the foundation of the world to unite all things in, in him and, and things in heaven and things on earth. So this is a perfect plan that God is living out, but we have a problem. How would you describe holiness? Um, holiness has been, it's, it's a word past our understanding, but it is a word that means, uh, complete and other, right. In some sense. And then, um, glory is what we can ex experience a little more. So I love this idea uh, found in Isaiah six, uh, and I'm stealing this from another pastor who, who makes this point. Holy, 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 the tri-hagios God, right? Tri-holy, tri-hagios. The tri-holy God, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. So the holiness of God is his complete, all of the attributes of God um, completely together in him perfectly. In, he's the only absolute infinite, making him completely other than us. He is distinct from all other. He is holy in his, and that means, you know, one of the attributes of God is purity and loveliness. And, uh, you know, I mean, all of those attributes, his aseity, perfectly held together. That, so, so it's more than my mind can understand his holiness. Now, some manifestations of that, some indications of that holiness are in the world. So go stand before a mountain and you get a sense of the grandeur and infinitude of God. Does that does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. The mountain is is a type and shadow of the holiness of God. Just, I mean, but but to the point where you go look at a mountain and you go, "Wow, this is pretty impressive." If you would experience that with God, you would die. Yeah. Okay. So so when Moses says, "Show me your glory," holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. Did I say Almighty first? Because that's not for Isaiah six. It's holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts in Isaiah six. I don't know what I said. Anyways. <laughs> uh, if you could just see Russ's face right now, whatever. Yeah, just right. keep just going. Press on. Uh, all right. So, um, holy, so, so uh, where was I going with that? I don't even remember. Holy well, we were just talking about the holiness of God and and how. Um, oh, show me your. Uh, I, yeah, show uh, me your glory. 30, Moses. Yeah, Exodus. Uh, what's that? Thirty two, thirty three. Exodus thirty three. He says, uh, "Show me your glory." Right, and he says, "Yo, you, you foolish man, you can't handle the truth. You can't handle it." 
I mean, you can hide in the cleft of the rock and I'll show you my hind parts, the outskirts of my ways. Do you think you could see God's glory and, and not die? There's no way. I love that idea. So, so uh, anyways, his glory, and by the way, glory is the manifestation of God's holiness, I, th- I think. That's how I would understand it. And God's holy is his, all of his attributes collected, you know, together, because he's not divisible, he's not made up of parts, I don't want to communicate that at all, but uh, all of the attributes of God in an absolute infinite way, totally distinct and different. So, in, in the eternal heaven when there will be no S-U-N because we'll have the S-O-N, is that the light of his glory? Is that how you would consider that? That his glory is so radiant that we won't need a sun? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you're going to have to walk me through that. I know you're you're referring to the Revelation uh, text, yeah. but but yeah, what, yeah. but what I mean, what are you? What do you mean by that? So is is God's glory radiant, it, so bright, so so light that you know that's an aspect of His glory that we couldn't un, that we couldn't handle, and so maybe is is that what the light in the eternal heaven is? Is, is dwelling the glory. in glory, inapproachable light, and yeah. so yeah, yeah. I, I I think again, I think His holiness is beyond my understanding, right? But a manifest. Station of it is is that glorious radiant yeah glow light light as we understand it yeah. light as we understand it right because because I don't know that how much of revelation it, certainly it, it is a symbolic and apocalyptic language so is is this what what is this light I'm not sure is is it symbolic probably not but I you know I'm not I'm not sure exactly what it is but his holiness a manifestation of that holiness will be the radiant glory that will light the new heavens and the new earth Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Well, uh, listener, we thank you for joining with us today, and I hope this has been encouraging for you as you consider uh, these attributes of God that we've just covered. I hope that you'll uh, pick back up with us tomorrow as we discuss man. Uh, and until we see you tomorrow, continue to open your Bible and wrestle with it. And until then. Wait, before you hit pause, I just want to give the the, the biblical references for, you know, First uh, Peter 1, 16b, you shall be holy for I am holy, and First John 1, 5, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. So just just some biblical references for God's holiness. So we have his, his uh, he, was, he is creator, he is love, and he is holy. Perfect. Until we see you tomorrow, God bless.